plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. <laughs> Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. I hope you guys all had a great weekend. I'm your host, Marcus Moser, columnist for BleacherReport.com. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Moser. If you want to have your questions read on air, please use the hashtag LockedOnCowboys. Got a busy show today. Monday, July 24th, the first day of Cowboys practices. All week long, we're going to give you updates on practice. We'll be talking with some different guests about uh, what they've seen at practice. We've got a couple guys that are out in Oxnard right now taking notes for the podcast. We will get into all that starting tomorrow. But today, we are actually going to take a look at eight players on the Cowboys who are on the roster bubble. Now, I'm not predicting that these guys are going to get cut. But these are players that need to have big camps and big preseasons if they want to secure a job on the roster. Some of these will make the team. Some of these won't. So we're going to jump right into it with the first one being a guy that I've talked about a lot on Twitter the last couple of days, Alfred Morris. If Ezekiel Elliott were to be suspended, and that kind of seems likely now, I think the Cowboys are still bracing for a possible short suspension. Uh, if I had to guess, I would say four games. Uh, people that are a little bit more optimistic are thinking one or two. If Ezekiel Ezekiel Elliott excuse me, were to be suspended, Alfred Morris is a safe bet to be the team's second running back behind Darren McFadden. I am not a fan of Morris's game. He made the Pro Bowl in 2013 and in 2014, but that is not the same player the Cowboys have on their roster right now. He's seen his yards per carry drop every single season. He's in the has been in the NFL. His total touches have dropped. Um, this is a guy that does not run very well out of seven-man boxes. Last year, he ran, I believe, for 3.19 yards per carry against seven-man boxes. The year before, it was 2.7. So, guy that really struggles against any type of loaded box. He doesn't have the explosiveness, explosiveness to break long runs. He doesn't have the ability to play on third downs. One of the worst pass catchers in the league. Just 50 career catches. He doesn't block particularly well, so the team doesn't have him out on third down situations. And to make matters worse, this is a guy that doesn't play any special teams. He doesn't return kicks or punts. Doesn't play on any of the special teams units. So this is a question I've been asking the last couple of days. What does Alfred Morris offer the Cowboys in 2017? He turns 29 years old, doesn't bring a lot of heat, doesn't bring a lot of explosiveness. I, I, I just failed to see the need for Alfred Morris on this roster. I would rather the Cowboys, you know, sign a young player like Denard Robinson or play Jihad Thomas or Rod Smith because at least those guys have a little bit more potential. We've already seen 
the absolute best that we're going to see from Alfred Morris. And it's fair to assume that he's just going to keep getting worse and worse as, you know, that his career's kind of shown that. Carries drop, yards per carry drop. Only one touchdown in 2015, struggled in 2016. I just don't see the need for him on the roster. I don't think it would be a shock if Rod Smith beats him out in camp because of all the other things that he can do on game days. Another player that I kind of highlighted all season um, is Lucky Whitehead. He's got a real uphill battle ahead of him if he wants to make the roster. When the Cowboys selected Ryan Switzer in the fourth round, that basically told you all you needed to know about Lucky Whitehead. Whitehead struggled as a punt returner last year, muff punts, bad decisions. Uh, the Cowboys just didn't trust him out there, so they would put Cole Beasley back there to return kicks. He's got a role on offense, but he fumbled, I believe, three times on, I, th- I think he has three fumbles on 19 career touches. So, um, it, it's just a struggle. I, I don't see where Whitehead fits into this roster this year. Do I think it's impossible for him to make the roster? No, but he it's going to be a challenge. It's certainly going to be a challenge. The next one I want to talk about is one that people have a lot of high hopes for, Enrico Gathers. Do I ultimately think Rico is going to make this team? Yes. Would it surprise me if he was released in camp? No. At the end of camp? Absolutely not. Let me give you the reasons. The first and foremost being that he is the fourth tight end on the depth chart. Okay, I know that people are excited about his athleticism and his size and his potential, but he is the fourth tight end on the depth chart. If the Cowboys were to lose a, um, you know, maybe they have a bunch of injuries on their defensive line or they have a bunch of injuries in their secondary and they need the extra roster spots, one of the first places they're going to look is at tight end because it, carrying four is going to be awfully difficult. Gather's best chance to make the roster is if one of Jeff Swaim or James Hanna aren't ready for the season. I think James Hanna might be the one that the Cowboys are cautious with. Maybe they won't activate him right away. Maybe they'll uh, stash him on PUP. Maybe they'll put him on injured reserve and grab him later on in the season. But that's really gathers his biggest competition. He's got to find a way to become the third tight end before the season starts. Don't be shocked if the Cowboys make a short-sighted move instead of the long-term view. We've, we saw last year, and this is a perfect example of what Dallas could do here. They released Darius Jackson, who they held on the roster all year long, another six-round pick, for Darren McFadden for two games. Okay, they threw away a pick on a player coming back from injury for the last two games of the season. Don't be so shocked if Dallas decides to do that again this year if they need a couple more defense alignment or a couple more cornerbacks in their secondary. Next one, kind of, I mentioned him already before, Rod Smith. If the Cowboys do decide to keep Alfred Morris on their roster... That's one less spot for Rod Smith, one of a favorite player of mine. Okay, uh, he is the perfect player 
to keep at the end of your roster because he can do so much. He can he can be your fullback. He can be your running back. He can be your third down back. He plays all special teams units. He has experience being a kick returner. He is what you want as your third running back because he fills so many roles. If more again, if Morris is that third running back, there's probably not a spot for Smith on this roster, especially if they want to keep a fourth tight end. I just don't see them keeping four running backs and four tight ends and a fullback. Okay. I love Smith. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world if he ends up back on the practice squad because that's a good guy to grab and throw back on the roster if you get injuries at a certain position. Uh, I like Smith and all the versatility that he brings to the Cowboys, but don't be surprised if he doesn't make the roster this year. Let's take a quick break to talk to you about our friends at SeatGeek. Buying tickets to sports and concerts can be complicated, but there's a better, simpler way to buy. With SeatGeek, SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to live events. With SeatGeek's seamless mobile experience, you can buy and sell tickets in just two taps. SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed. There's nothing quite like seeing your favorite team or musician in person, and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. Best of all, my listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter the promo code LONFL today. That's promo code LONFL for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Make sure you check it out. I use it for the Pirates games up here in Pennsylvania. It's fantastic. Always gets me the best seats right on that first baseline. Check out SeatGeek. Let's move on to our next player, Bryce Butler. Now, I'm a fan of Butler's game as a fourth receiver. I love the ability for him to play the X receiver if Des Bryant were to go down. They really don't have another X receiver on this roster. However, I don't think he's a lock to make the roster for a few different reasons. The first being, we need to consider the timeline in which the Cowboys re-signed Butler this offseason. The Cowboys signed Butler before Terrence Williams re-signed. They kind of signed Butler as an insurance policy in case they left Terrence Williams. But once Terrence Williams re-signed on a hometown discount and... The Cowboys drafted two receivers in April with Ryan Switzer and Noah Brown. You could see that the, the writing's on the wall. for this is, this is Butler's last year in Dallas if he makes a roster at all. Okay, They're obviously grooming other players to take his spot. So it wouldn't shock me if the Cowboys decided just to go ahead and move on with the young kids, play Noah Brown, maybe play Andy Jones, a guy that the Cowboys are high on as well and try to find out if one of these young guys can potentially be a starter. Butler is a guy that has the height, weight, speed you want in a receiver. He's got the athleticism. He's a uh, just a great athlete. But this is a guy that has not had a 1,000-yard re- receiving season in college or in the NFL. He's a hype player. He's a great guy to watch in training camp. He'll make a couple fantastic catches. He'll beat some players off the route and make them look silly, but he's just not consistent enough on game days uh, to be a reliable receiver on the outside. If he's a fourth receiver, that's fine. I like it, but don't be shocked if he's fighting for a job in camp. 
Cowboys currently have 11 receivers on their depth chart. It's a deep position. I would not be shocked if Dallas maybe releases Butler. Maybe they trade Butler to another team that has some injuries, and they try to go with some of their young kids. Next one, Jordan Carroll, seventh-round pick. Defense linemen that are picked in the seventh round often don't contribute at all. Most of the time they're released. There was a study in 2015 that said that defense alignment that are drafted in the seventh round, only 3% of them ever go on to start a game in the NFL. So the odds of Carroll ever making this team and starting are very, very low. What stinks for Carroll is that he is on a deep defense line that has a lot of names. It doesn't have a lot of you know star talent or anything like that, but it's a pretty deep group. He's probably the sixth or seventh defensive tackle on the roster right now. He has a chance to stick because of his versatility, but I think this is a guy that's going to be stored on the practice squad for the next year. They're going to try to develop him, and maybe next year in 2018, he can fight for a you know, a part-time role as a hybrid, you know, one technique, three technique that even could play a little bit of left defense end in, you know, first and second down packages. I think he's got a, a nice future in Dallas. I just don't think it starts this year in 2017. Another draft pick, Marquez White, guy that I'm really interested to watch in camp. Dallas took White in the sixth round, even after drafting two cornerbacks in the second and third round in Shadobia Wouzier and Jordan Lewis. White's a big corner who's got the physicality on the outside to, you know, possibly develop into a really nice number two corner. He's just very raw. He's just going to need time to learn about the NFL game, get up to speed. I don't see him playing at all this year. This is another player that I think has a chance to be stashed on the practice squad get up to speed, and then next year, maybe he can earn a spot and kick Nolan Carroll or Orlando Skandrick off the roster. Ideally, that's what you would like, is to draft these guys late in the 6th and 7th round and have them earn roles You know, a year, two years from now. That's how good teams stay good. Okay, Draft and develop. There's a chance Whitehead, may, or not Whitehead, Marquez White makes the roster if Nolan Carroll does in fact get suspended for his DUI. If Carroll is suspended for two games, there's a chance that White makes the active roster to start the season and then reverts back to the practice squad if the Cowboys have to release him to get Carroll back on the team. Unlike some of these other players that we talked about, I actually think White has a really good chance to make the roster even without a suspension. However, don't be shocked if he's one of those guys that they cut right at the end of camp, and try to get back on the practice squad. And last but not least, Damian Wilson. The case against Damian Wilson making the roster is very, very simple. If he is convicted of this uh, on two counts of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, he will not be on the Cowboys roster. The Cowboys will cut ties with him. If he is not good enough in camp to warn a starting spot, the Cowboys will cut ties with him. And that's really what I'm interested in. If the Cowboys can find another linebacker that can replicate his play 
in camp. Maybe that's a Lucas Waka. Maybe it's a Keenan Gilchrist. Maybe it's Mark Nazacha or Kyle Wilber. One of those four. If one of those four players can beat out Wilson in camp, then there's really no need to wait out this legal process. They can go ahead and move on from Wilson, wash their hands of the situation, and be done with it. Um, I like Wilson because of his ability to play different positions. I think he is a true Sam linebacker because I just don't think he has the athleticism to be a full three-down linebacker in coverage. He's kind of limited as to what he can do in coverage, but he does have value to this team. I'm interested to see if he's developed at all this offseason. This is his third year in the league. And if someone can beat him out. If they can beat him out, I would expect that he gets cut right away. We'll see what ends up happening with Damian Wilson. But those are the eight players I want you to keep an eye on in camp that are currently on the roster bubble. That's it for today's show. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Hit us up with a five-star review. We're going to give out some kind of prize. We're still working on that. But make sure you go to iTunes, uh, rate us, give us a comment, shout out, shout out on there, whatever you need to do. But on tomorrow's show, we'll have a full training camp breakdown from today's practice. Landon McCool of FanRag Sports and Blogging the Boys is out at camp today. He's going to join us to tell us about everything he observed. So make sure you tune in tomorrow to get all the latest buzz from Cowboys training camp. We'll see you back here tomorrow. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.